Hi everybody, welcome back to Pagan's Witchy Corner. My name is Pagan, and today I am joined by the legendary and beautiful Judica Isles. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brittany. So you have a plethora of books and beautiful information in all of them. I own tons of them like we were talking about before uh, we started recording. But if anybody who has not experienced a Judica Isles book, go buy one or five. It doesn't matter which <laughs> one because they're all amazing and they are packed. I mean, literally packed to the brim with so much amazing knowledge, knowledge that it kind of baffles me when I sit down to read one of your books, but I'm like, how did she write this? How did she do this? My brain cannot wrap around how you got to that point. So for my own curiosities, how did you get to a point of being able to write down a book? Like, for example, the Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells. How did you do um, that? <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I, I, there's a short answer, answer to that and a longer answer. The short answer is that I love to research okay <laughs> I, don't I don't writing to me the actual writing is work but research especially of occult topics magic spirits it, it, it's an act of devotion you know it, it's mm -hmm. it's spiritual archaeology you you start down a, you know you go down the proverbial rabbit hole and i've been doing it for a very long time and um I keep notes and I talk to strangers, <laughs> you know? Um, when I wrote Encyclopedia of Mystic Saints and Sages, every time I was in a taxi cab, uh, which at that time is, you know, quite frequent, mm -hmm. I would ask them who was protecting the car because cab drivers very often have spiritual protection. Yes. And, you know, I can't tell you that they would turn off the meter, pull over and start pulling things out of like, um, you know, the glove compartment or under the seat. And it's, oh, you know, this is the statue my grandma gave me or, the, you know, you know, if you express interest and you're respectful, people are very, very happy to share their knowledge with you. And so, I mean, I, I, you know, and I don't know if I can recommend that to other people. You know, I do talk to strangers, even though my mother told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I learned, I learned a lot from that. The, the, the short, the, the the more maybe precise and detailed answer is that I there are two things about me that are distinct that work together. One is that I am an occultist, and the other is that I am a writer. Mm -hmm. And being a writer is my skilled labor. Um, before I was published, I built you know I wrote websites for people. There is a funeral services website online that I wrote. And occasionally I run across it. It's not credited to me mm -hmm. because it was a work for hire, but I'll find things. I, you know, if you need me to write, I, I wrote, um, you know, proposals for people. People would hire me to, to write things. So that is one thing about me. But the other thing is that, you know, I came into this lifetime just hungry for occult knowledge and mm -hmm. I learned to read very young. I learned to read when I was three because my mother taught herself English by reading, by teaching me to read. Oh, wow. And, you, you know, the, we, we sort of did that together. And I, I come from a family of adults. I'm significantly younger than everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, I was a happy accident. <laughs> so um, I, I, I was they let me they let me read whatever was there mm -hmm. and they were people who were also spiritually interested if not practitioners but we had a lot of stuff in the house i we had astrology books and numerology books and books about different spiritual paths and some of it maybe a little transgressive some of it not they wouldn't necessarily answer questions or explain things to me but if I read it, no one stopped me from reading anything. Mm -hmm. I read pretty, you know, racy novels at a, at a pretty young age. I didn't understand them <laughs> or all of it, but I, you know, no one's, no one took them away from me, you know, Jacqueline Suzanne. But um, <laughs> uh, so um, I did not start out to be a metaphysical writer, 
that was just that was very personal to me that was just my interest witchcraft and the occult i began researching traditional methods of fertility mm-hmm. of getting pregnant when you were having trouble um originally for myself and this would be in the late 80s originally for myself but then the topic hooked me and so everything but the fertility clinic magical methods and herbal methods and spiritual methods and there was a point where i didn't know what to do all this with all this material and i thought i would publish that Mm -hmm. and in some ways that book which remains unpublished although i think i'm going to try again maybe this year or next year is the prototype for 5,000 Spells and the Encyclopedia of Witchcraft in that it's very big and the way it's organized. Originally when I was doing the research for that and it was a time in my life where I would stay up all night and just research through books or through people, you know, know, individual one-on-one contact through the, you know, the internet then. So, I had access because the internet was there, you know, you have more access to information mm-hmm. and to people than you would prior to the internet. Right. And I'm old enough to remember that also, <laughs> you know, I'm old enough to remember just, you know, you would go to the library and request uh-huh. a book and have to wait for a week for it to show up. I also so. remember that I, I was young during <laughs> those days, but I do remember that. And uh, I remember yeah. days before the internet became a big deal. I remember kind of yes. like the birth of AOL and, yes. it, you know, they would yeah. mail those discs out and you'd get so much time yes. and God, now I feel really old. <laughs> I did that. No, I did that. I did that. I did that. And if you had a problem and you had to reload it, you had to find another disc. Oh, so you'd God, drive, yes. You'd, you'd drive around to like blockbuster video, which, you know, of course doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> but looking for a disc because they would hand them out there, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> your free trial. Your free trials. Um, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. So originally I was like really focused. I was only looking for one topic. But then I kept finding this really interesting stuff that I wanted to go back to that maybe had nothing to do with that topic. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I ignored them, but then I felt bad and I would go back and look for them and it was gone because things are often very ephemeral Mm -hmm. on the internet. You, You find something and then you never find it again. So... I then started taking really good notes and documenting things and copying things out. So people always ask me, how long did it take to write 5,000 spells? And the writing, the actual writing was maybe nine months, Mm -hmm. but the compiling of the information was years, years and years. So I had everything on note cards um it, it was a lot that would definitely it sounds like it would definitely be a lot and i for anybody who's never seen a copy of this book or never owned a copy of this book because it's been around for a while i, I think i've had my copy oh gosh i had like on the t- four years maybe five no i mean it's it's not a new book i mean it, it's yeah. coming close to a 20 year anniversary it, really? it was published in wow. 2004 yeah Okay, again, I feel really old because I didn't realize it was 2004. I thought it was like closer to 2010. Um, No, do you know what's worse? worse? Well, because there's a second edition that came out around. Oh, okay. That's why. There was the original edition. The first edition is from 2004. It was published by a British publisher. And then they stopped distributing books in the U.S. And so there were about six years where you could not get the book in the u.s although you could get it everywhere else in the world you could get it in canada you could drive you know i know people who had stores near the border Mm -hmm. and they would drive over to canada buy copies load up the truck load up their cars (laughs) drive back and sell them (laughs) and, and, and then resell them on this side of the border so and then harper one put out this very beautiful it's exactly the same book mm-hmm. it is exactly the same book except for the cover and the word element which confuses people because it sounds like it should be the t- you know element is a magical word mm-hmm. and so people think it's part of the element encyclopedia of of, of five thousand spells 
versus the encyclopedia, but Element was actually the name of the original publisher. Okay, that's very and so interesting. When a second publisher did it, they just removed, you know, why advertise another publisher? Exactly. So they just took a, you know, except that it now, you know, confuses people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very interesting the way that that all kind of came together. And I, I'm just sitting here, you know, trying to imagine because, you know, I, I've done fiction books myself and Oh, that's great. The the path of doing a fiction book is probably a little bit similar to what you were doing, where you probably had notes scribbled in places and all that. And it it esoterically kind of thinking about that, it reminds me a lot of what it's like to be a witch to where yes. we will have things scribbled in places. I, I think I have in my book of shadows, I think I actually stuffed a napkin that I wrote a spell down for that just came <laughs> to me in the moment in a coffee shop yeah. and it's yeah. just shoved in there. And I'm like, okay, I should probably put that on a page someday. And to this day, I still haven't done that. And that's God forever ago. Um, yeah. But it's so but exciting also, to think about There's also that. something, something very tactile about that napkin. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, you know, if, if you're, you know, at all clairsentient, that, that ability to touch that napkin and to go back to where you were yes. when you wrote it, that, yes. that's very special. That is very wonderful. And it's true. There's a lot of things that, you know, little pieces of notes, note cards. I've stopped using the note cards because eventually I just would like set them down someplace and not put them back in the book. And then they would just disappear. But now I've kind of come to the conclusion that that spell was no longer needed for me or that sure. thing was no longer needed. I, yeah. I was done with it. And so the universe yeah. somehow got rid of it for me. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's always fun to think about that. So in all of your encyclopedia books that you've written and the fact that you have put so much information out there, you kind of really are one of the, I would say, in my opinion, um, mainstream kind of big voices out there that everybody looks to. And so thank you for being that voice for starters. But the other thing too is you have also given people so many ways to work with different types of spirits. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about that, but I also want to ask how have the spirits, if you're okay with answering this, um, how have the spirits also influenced some of the things that you've written? Oh, uh, you know, that is working with spirits, my favorite type of magic, mm -hmm. you know, to go back to 5,000 spells for a second, people sometimes ask me, have you cast all 5,000 spells? And, you know, thank goddess I have not, because <laughs> there is, you know, the, no one, no one needs 5,000 spells, but you need to find the right spells for you. Right. And sometimes you have to go through a lot of spells to find your path or to find what works for you mm -hmm. and what, you know, what bestows power upon you and gives you confidence and helps your life. And as I was writing, I mean, my first book is the book that has just been reissued in a new edition, Pure Magic. That was really my first book. Mm -hmm. And between that and 5,000 Spells, I writing these books has really been an education for me because you realize, you, you know, most of us just look for spells that work for us or that we're familiar with or that come from the cultures that we come from or are familiar to us. But there are so many ways of doing magic, you know, magic with candles, magic with words, magic with plants and magic with spirits. And that is my personal favorite. So it's always when people ask me, well, you know, what's your favorite? I don't know if it's for everyone. Mm -hmm you know, and for a wide variety of reasons, but it is my favorite and it was what gives me confidence. And they, they influence everything for me. I know what day it is by, you know, who am I feeding? Who, who, who am I making offerings to? Mm -hmm. You know, if it's Tuesday, it's this one. If it's <laughs> Wednesday, it's that one. Uh, they have, once you become very immersed everything is associated with the spirit 
yes. colors, numbers, aromas, animals. So wherever you look, like when I am in a room, like if I walk into an office, it is, I know that I am in an office. Let's say I have an appointment to see, you know, some sort of professional, mm-hmm. uh, a doctor or, you know, an accountant, whatever, a plumber, whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're in the room. And I know there is that mundane level, but you can also look around the room. You know, I go to the, I go to the local liquor store and there's an altar, there's a statue. Um, I'm always aware of the presence of the spirits. If I walk into a room with purple walls, you know, maybe I'm thinking of, oh yeah. If I walk into a room with yellow walls, oh, I'm in the presence of Oshun. You know, what plants are there? So they they influence everything for me. I I am always aware. I I, I do ascribe to that. You know, there's a Talmudic suggestion mm-hmm. that there's no such thing as empty air. We just don't see what's there. Yes. There's no such thing as empty space. There's just there are all these parallel lives or parallel realms that mm-hmm. are interacting with our own but the suggestion is is that if we if we see them you know on a, on a regular basis it's paralyzing yes and sometimes terrifying mm-hmm. and we, we might not be able to go about our mundane lives which are also you know look i showed up on time today um, <laughs> you know, you know I, i'm a responsible person i pay my bills i i you know if 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 you see someone writing books, you know, they can make a deadline. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to be able to live in that mundane world, but also to be aware of and interact with the realm of spirits, I, it is the most incredible thing. And if it is, if it is right for someone, then I, it is the most exciting thing in the world. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And I like kind of what you were saying about the the parallel things, because I'm a believer of that as well. And again, you know, working with spirits and understanding that mindset may not necessarily be everybody's cup of tea. And that's cool. That's just fine. But I do agree with you that I think that if we had the access to all of the things all the time, yes. Our little human brains could not comprehend yes. it. Yes, <laughs> no, all. it's too much. <laughs> it is it's too, too much. much. <laughs> well, you know, in ancient days, you know, in 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 pre-industrial societies, you know, and, and still today, in you know, in some places, you would have the local shaman who does, who provides services for the community, mm-hmm. but they may not be expected to hold down a regular job and show up someplace at nine a.m. Because right. if you start living in that world a lot, you you're living in a in a different reality, and then you need people to support you, you know, economically and, and in other ways also to make sure that you can do all those things. You know, I, I'm a pretty good medium. Mm-hmm. I I have the capacity to do it, but I don't really do it because. I I have been a working single mother for most of my adult life, mm-hmm. and I I need to be able to be someplace and to you know really function in the mundane world, and so that ability to really surrender to that realm of spirits that that's a whole other thing, uh, you know. Yes. But I will say. Um, the books that are focused on spirits, Encyclopedia of Spirits, Encyclopedia of Mystic Saints and Sages, Daily Magic to, uh, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's I some know, in Pure Magic as well. Yeah, yeah. But Pure Magic was, was written, I was a young writer and I was nervous and it was, it was outlined and I knew, I mean, that, that's a whole story. And it's done, I mean, maybe everything, because I mean, I, I'm an animist. So, yes. you know, crystals, crystals have souls. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't, just because we're speaking about a plant or an object, it doesn't mean it doesn't have a soul or a spirit. But I know when I write, when I start writing those books, I know, and I've talked to other writers and they, they tell me the same thing. I know when I'm on the right path. I know when mm-hmm. it's sort of clicked yes. and I'm doing it right. <laughs> Because the spirits start rushing me. It's, 
they, they sort of all they all sort of come at me because <laughs> it, well because exactly what you're saying <laughs> you know because i mean for people who don't know they want attention the example i give is if 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 you've seen the old television show bewitched mm-hmm. where samantha there's the point where she becomes the queen of the witches and all of a sudden everyone is coming to her house for her to do things and that is my experience that they're just you know i have to tell them to line up i can't yep i, I can't do all of it until they sort of are orderly but then i know i'm okay like i know you know i i know i'm on the right track i know i know i've you know because it is a you know it is it is two things at once you know i write these references reference books mm-hmm. that have to be clear and people have to be able to comprehend them even if you don't have a lot of background you know i'm not i'm not writing for a very few people right. i'm writing for anyone yes. anyone who wants to and i think this is of, of interest to anyone potentially mm-hmm. but also it is a sacred thing you know it, it, it is an act of devotion and i i think if you read carefully you know i try to keep my i try to keep myself out of it mm-hmm. because if you were writing an encyclopedia you know it's not judica's top 10 spirits or my favorite saints because that's a different book i right. have to i have to represent beings for other people who might not be for me but i think if you read closely i think it's very obvious you know where my heart is (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's really interesting that you were saying that the spirits will tell you that you're on the right path um i i have a degree in creative writing and i've written Mm. two fiction books but the interesting thing is fiction authors will tell you the same thing but i found it very interesting and i never even really had tied it to witchcraft until a friend of mine who was a witch and or is a witch i should say not was they still are and is also a fiction writer and they said that sometimes they think that fiction writers harbor the souls of those who had stories to tell but never got to tell them yeah oh that's profound and it was it's very interesting because there's a book series that i've been working on for like six or seven years now that's still not published because it's still not finished and I'm too much of a perfectionist but there was a whole scene where I was sitting down and I was writing out the scene and there was supposed to be this tertiary character who I think was in two or three scenes in my outline was not a big part of the character sat down in front of my main character and started a conversation to the point that I had to stop what I was writing and have a conversation with this character and I'm like what are you doing excuse me you're not in this scene what are you doing and it's like no i am in the scene and you're gonna follow my story now and i'm like um what (laughs) and it was a very strange scenario but it was i i told my friend this and she was like i think you have a spirit that has taken up residence in your story and is now a part of that story and i'm like holy crap that's a big deal and it was a I like really it. cool thing. And now I have, when I work with all of my books and I write and all that, it's different because I feel like I'm telling somebody else's story, whether it's from our yeah. universe or somewhere else, like yes. whatever it came to. I don't know how these crazy storylines end up in my head, but they do. And it's very interesting how that works. And so I like that the spirits kind of come to you and you're like, hey, tell my story too, please, because yes. I need it told. <laughs> I know that you're writing a book, but I need you to tell my story in this book. Yes, I they want to be in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I read an interview years ago with Van Morrison, the, the singer and songwriter, mm-hmm. and I'm paraphrasing this. They, they were asking him about writing songs and he said, I, I don't write them. I'm just the channel. Yes. Yes. And I, you know, and I that that's that's a that's a hard thing to do when you're a metaphysical author, because people take channeling sometimes very literally, mm-hmm. or they take it in, in a very narrow way. You know, it's like you know Seth speaks, um, but there is there is an element that when you when you are plugged in this stuff comes and like where does it come from mm-hmm. that 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 with the character that's amazing i love that 
And, you know, I think it's also very interesting that it doesn't just pertain to writing and music and stuff like that. I, I've heard mm -hmm. other um, occultists and witches and all that say that, you know, their medium is dance or their medium is art and yes. how they create things. They're like, I don't know how I created this, but here's this masterpiece. <laughs> and I yes. was meditating at the same time and the spirit kind of moved through me. And I think this is their story, but I really don't know. And it, it's kind of cool how sometimes they'll even almost like black out, like they don't remember creating it. They remember sitting down to paint or sitting down to do something um, creative. And then here's this beautiful thing that they've created that they don't know where it came from. And I think that that's just a really profound thing that even I don't think that we give that enough credit in witchcraft. No, I think so, too. We you know we talk about going into the zone, mm -hmm. but I but I mean, I think that actually is a zone <laughs> you know it's not just a a metaphoric you 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 find yourself yes you know it's like sometimes you sit down to to write or to create or to paint or whatever it is and you're you know oh i have an hour to do it i'll i'll do this for 15 minutes and then you look up and it's tomorrow morning <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and 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 where did that you didn't even realize the time passing Yes, I, I totally feel that. And it's really fun and fascinating to see that as well, because it it really does become a spiritual experience. Because when you go back and you're like, how did I lose all this time? And then you go back and you kind of reread re what you wrote, or you look at what you've created. And you're yeah. like, this is incredible. Wow. Those words yeah. came out of my hands? Really? Yeah. Are you sure yeah. those are mine? <laughs> and it's such I, a profound experience. I, I have a funny story with that. I uh, I am a very tough critic of myself. <laughs> um, I, I if this means anything to anyone, I I you know I have a big sixth house, so I am mm -hmm. you know sort of proxy Virgo, even if I am not a Virgo, and I I you know it's never good enough, but. I was doing some research years after I had written a book and I wanted, it was specifically into the anima sola, who, mm -hmm. who is a, a type of a spirit. And I was looking online, I wanted something new. I wanted to see what people were saying that was new. And I found myself on the Wikipedia page and there was, in, in the description, there was some, you know, really, there was a very beautiful little bit of writing. And I thought, oh, that's really beautiful. It looks familiar. I must have seen it somewhere. It was mine. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was mine. And it, it, it was, you know, it, it had been uncredited. And it, I, I believe unless I've taken it away, you know, I complained to Wikipedia and, you know, it's in the Encyclopedia of Spirits, I think, uh, or Mystic Saints and Sages. And it's got a page number and a publication date. It clearly should have been credited and they, mm -hmm. they did credit it. But I don't think if I had been knowingly looking at my own work, I don't, I don't think I would have, you know, sometimes it's sort of nice to see your work in another context. Yes. <laughs> you know, cause you can sort of see it as an observer. It's like, oh, you know, that actually was pretty good. Absolutely. I, it's kind of funny that you say that though, because uh, last night our little group, we, we did our um, monthly community spell and I wrote this, beautiful cleansing spell that we did and when I did the spell I remember writing it and I'm like oh yeah this will be great you know and all that stuff and then when we actually performed it last night I was like I wrote this wow yeah yeah this was yeah. pretty this was like poetic pretty and I'm not yeah. a big poet <laughs> You where did this come power. from <laughs> that's great yeah and it's so fun to kind of see that so i i love that you know you're you're finding the same kind of revelations in your own words well, that are coming back later you know people often ask like you know why should I, you know my spells don't work why should i be doing this but casting spells and being a practitioner of the magical arts has many benefits beyond simply I need something, I cast a spell, I got something, it's done. Mm -hmm. And one of them is, it's just, it's very empowering. And it is like alchemy, finding the gold that is within you, that you might not even know is there, but the practice of magic will uncover it and stimulate it and, and you know, encourage it to grow. 
and you know that that that's a damn good reason to be doing this mm -hmm. that is a very beautiful way to say that i let i love that alchemy statement that you just said that was actually really amazing um so you know as we continue to talk about working with spirits and you've mentioned that you, you have different altars and different days of the week that you quote unquote feed your spirits sure. um sure. what are some of the ways that you would recommend people reaching out to start to work with spirits if they are unfamiliar with it because a lot of our listeners that, um that listen to the show are um kind of on the newer side of practicing so i always kind of give them a little bit of a basics overview in most of our shows you know there are a wide and diverse variety of spirits there are theories that everyone is born with a you know a guardian angel guardian mm -hmm. spirits there is also the rumi quote that i i find myself going back to a lot that which you are seeking is causing you to seek so everyone is a little bit individual sometimes when we want to work with spirits it's because we're already in love with one of them you know i think a lot of children of my generation we started with dolaire's book of greek myths and you mm -hmm. know people fell in love with aphrodite or artemis or athena or poseidon and that love is there and you want to pursue it and then there are people who are new you're entering a world and you know i mean there's no right or wrong we're, we're all we're all you know we people use the term special snowflake in a very denigrating way but we are kind of all special snowflakes if we cast our astrological charts we're we're all unique and we all have our needs and if you believe in past lives then some of us have come to this life maybe we're just reconnecting with spirits that we have already worked with or maybe you are brand new and the thought of it fascinates you and you just want to open a door and see what's there the big question i ask people and you have to be honest about this is do you have a lot of fear and i used to be a person i i'm not afraid of spirits or ghosts mm -hmm. but i used to be a person with a lot of fear um I was, you know, I, I taught, you know, I teach candle magic classes now, but I used to be very afraid of fire. I couldn't turn on the pilot of the stove. Uh, you know, it was crippling. I was afraid of driving. I was afraid of, you know, and mm -hmm. I mean, real fear, not, not nervousness, not anxiety. Real fear is very tangible. Yes. Um, and if you have it, you know, if, if you are afraid of spirits, if you think this is maybe going to get you sent to hell or that there, you know, because there's a lot of negative propaganda. Yes, definitely. Um, and people are told things. And even if intellectually, you know, my first petition that I ever put out to spirit, I got a response. And of course, intellectually, I knew, I mean, I did this because I thought there was something out there, someone out there. So intellectually, I can tell you, I might have been prepared for it, but when it happened, it was like being struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. It was, it was an overwhelming experience that really, it was a good experience, but it, it was just, you know, it, it, it unbalanced me in some ways. I had to like regain my equilibrium because, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's like, you know, touching just that electricity. If if you are afraid, you have to be very honest. I would begin working with a spirit who you do not have to be afraid of. And I, I do talk about this in my books. There are spirits that you absolutely never have to be afraid of because they will not harm you. Not, not because of you, because we all, you know, if you're worried, What's going to happen if I forget an offering? If you're worried that, you know, oh, it's a pretty spirit, but it's really, you know, a demon in disguise. Um, if you, if in the back of your mind, you worry about things like that, 
the, the spirits who will not harm you because that's not who they are. That's mm-hmm. a good place to start. Michael Archangel, Raphael Archangel, uh, Obatala, uh, Kuan Yin. There, there's a Japanese Bodhisattva, Jizo, J-I-Z-O. Mm-hmm. They, they are just beings of patience and goodness. And if you are starting, it is a good place to start because there is that safety of experimenting because it is experimenting it is reaching a hand out to the darkness and seeing whose hand comes back you know what are you going to (laughs) touch and i mean i for me that's very exciting and i am uh i describe myself as a spiritually promiscuous person i am Mm -hmm. not someone who only has one spirit right I, I am, in addition to being an author, I'm an editor. Mm-hmm. And I edited a book that it's up for pre-order now, but it, it will be published in a few months, uh, Secrets of Santa Muerte, written by someone who is a, a devotee. And she is very much that if you work with Santa Muerte, that's it. There, there, there is no one else. There is no other altar of equal, equal dimension you know, in the other room. You have to make that personal commitment. And that's not me. No, that's definitely not me either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, but, it, but it is her. Yes, and, and there's so, nothing wrong with that. No, you, you have to find what works for you. You have to find, in my experience, if you approach the spirits with love and respect, I mean, I, I've never had a negative experience. I, I have had some learning experiences. Um some of which were more pleasant than others mm, yeah <laughs> but, um, yep I've had a couple of those <laughs> but but it, it but it, it didn't shake my devotion it didn't it, it just you know it, it's the same with people you have relationships with people and and they have their ups and downs you know it, it's funny as you're describing this it, it reminds me um of an experience that I had which was my first experience with the Morgan yeah. And she terrified the living crap out of me. Sure. She, she was so scary. Like to the point that people would be like, oh, you have to be of like elder witches that I knew at the time. And I called them elder witches, but I don't know if they really were looking back. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> I it's very interesting how they're like, oh, you can't work with the Morgan unless you're like really like dead set on the fact that she's going to sh- rock your world. She's going to shake it up and it's going to be scary. And I'm like, want that i'm not into that no thank you and i was going through a really rough time in my life and um interestingly enough i was also really sick with the flu um and i kind of remember crying out beforehand i was just like i can't be sick and deal with what i'm dealing with so can somebody in the universe just set me straight i don't care what it takes just deal with me please and it wasn't like in a way that was like suicidal or anything like that. It was just like I need, I need a tower moment, yeah. please. <laughs> yes, rock my world, fix my stuff, and we'll call it good. And that night, I had probably one of the most real dreams I've ever had as a witch. And the Morgan came to me and she says, "I can fix this. All you have to do is take my hand." But you have to trust me and it's not going to be pretty with the road we're going to go down, but it will fix everything that you need fixed. Yeah. And she's like, you don't have to take my hand, but if you do, you need to be prepared that there's no going back. And I remember hesitating at first and I'm like, do I really want to do this? This lady scares the crap out of me. Do I really want to go down this road? And I kind of was just like, okay, I'm going to take your hand. Please don't hurt me in the process. I'd like to not die through this. (laughs) (laughs) And it was three days of these dreams. And it was test after test. And I I say test loosely. It it felt like test. But it was her basically saying, I need to make sure that you are going to be okay working with me. But I think it's also initiatory. Yeah, it was an initiation. And it's very interesting how when it got done, she had transformed something inside me that made me go, wow, 
I really didn't yeah. need what I was just focused on. I, it was not yeah. for me. And I was fighting it the whole way. And that's why it was so uncomfortable because I was trying to retain it. And she fixed it. And she transformed so much of me. And so the interesting thing that I, you know, when you work with the spirit and all that, and that's one of the things that I tell people all the time when they're like, hey, so I want to work with XDAD or I want to work with this spirit or I yeah. want to do this. And I'm like, send out a call and ask them if they want yeah. to work with you because you may be feeling a call to them because they're shiny and they're pretty and a lot of people do this with loki i i'm a devotee of loki yes and yes. they'll be like oh i want to work with loki because he looks so cool from marvel and it's like hold up yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> before you go oh, down really that road <laughs> Let, let's just talk a little bit about how that's not really that's close to loki but not quite not not quite it's a little bit more this way and then they're just they kind of go oh so he's not shiny and pretty like tom hiddleston i'm like he might appear to you that way but he's right. gonna do it as a joke but because you find him pretty else also yeah right <laughs> right 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 and i think that is you know, you, I see people talking about spirits sometimes and they're very, I mean, it's, it's none of my business. Everybody mm -hmm. has their own, but they're very casual sometimes. They're very like, they're talking about, oh yeah, I'm going to ask my girl Hecate to, you know, something like that. But, you know, if you think about it, if you have these beings of power that can help, Mm -hmm. and that can fix things you have to acknowledge that power yes they, they they are not under your command they don't have to show up the way you want them to i i do i mean one of the things with encyclopedia of spirits is they are all named spirits mm -hmm. and i do recommend that people work with named spirits because a lot of the people you know there are there are pretty recent spirits too they're they're born all the time they're not all ancient but the ones who have been around a lot, they have a history and a track record. You know, you shouldn't be surprised that Loki is a trickster. <laughs> that, that, that should yeah. not come as a surprise. Um, you know, you can't just distill all of, you know, you know, let's say Tom Hiddleston is my favorite actor and I like all his, you know, mm -hmm. you know, Only Lovers Loved Alive and Midnight in Paris and, and all these different movies and hey, I'm gonna put them together and that's Loki, no um that 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 is a whole other thing this is who they are and you sort of it is good to go in open-eyed mm -hmm. and is and it i think it is very important to accept that they're real yeah i think that's hard for people it's only real as long as things are going the way you want them to but there is this sort of this this belief that it is you know coming from your mind and that you can control it and it is it is her outside nothing you know the goddess within is one thing mm -hmm. but that's not the same thing absolutely and you know the interesting thing is that there will be a lot of times because i grew up christian so i have what i call a little bit of christian ptsd and that's not to hold any shade against christians out there i you know my parents are still christian and i still support them yeah. in that regard sure of course yeah but for me it was not my path and so having a little bit of that christian dogmatic ptsd in there i will sometimes be interacting with you know my deities and um some of my spirit guides and i'm like are you sure this isn't my head coming up with this? Yeah. And it's okay to ask that. And, you know, it's interesting yeah, absolutely. that people are like, oh, no, I just, you know, bind everything. No, your mind can equally make up something just as easily as your mind can also hear something from the outside. And that's why I really would recommend, and I would love to hear your opinion on this as well, um, but I always recommend that it's okay to question whether or not that that's the answer. You can yes. pull a tarot card. You, should, you can you, do some you, sort you, of something. Absolutely. 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 You should. It is very. The reason I say that it also depends what you want to do with them. Mm -hmm. If all you want is. I love 
Aphrodite. I love Lakshmi. And I'm going to collect statues and bring her into my life. And I don't really want any direct communication. I just, it brings me joy to have an altar and to have images. You know, it doesn't really matter where that's coming from. Mm -hmm. But if you are asking for something, it, that becomes, and this is, I write more about this in detail in Pure Magic and also in Encyclopedia of Spirits. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, with saints too, there, there is a transactional nature of they give you something and, you know, we give back. Yes. You, we're not just, human beings are not just takers and victims. We are beings of power too. We feed the, the spirits. We, we, you know, they get something from us too. The problem is if you think it's in your head, let's just say you have asked for some sort of a blessing, whether it is, you know, fi financial or fertility or romantic or, you know, or healing and it happens and you, if you don't believe it's real, it's very easy to say, oh, well, yeah, you know, it, it, it's just random. It would have happened mm -hmm. anyway, right. it, you know, and then, and then you don't fulfill the, your end of the transaction <laughs> and the, the being that can give can take. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that's a, you know, it's, it's like dogs know that, know this, like the being who gives you your snacks can not give you snacks. Yes. Or can, you know, can take the snack away. <laughs> so it is, it is a happier relationship if we are, if we expect to receive something to, to appreciate that it is out there and not within. But also, I think that is a very joyous thing to, you know, this should be, this should be joyous and empowering and not scary. Mm -hmm. um, I, I find, I mean, a certain religious philosophies, I mean, you know, in particular Christianity has a, ten, you know, that is why the archangels, the, the, the three archangel saints are also, you know, the, the, the reason they're saints is because very early in its history, Christianity pretty much said, you know, we're it, we're real. Everything else might pretend to be helpful, mm -hmm. but they're really demons. Um, they're really, you know, it's just to entrap your soul. And if you have that, you know, and you don't have to be a Christian to have that fear. I think it's pretty prevalent in our popular media i mean if you yeah. watch a lot of movies i mean look every vampire movie it, i mean with very few exceptions you know the vampires are running away from a crucifix what yes. happened to the vampires before like what happened to ten thousand year old i, mean, I, I guess you know, <laughs> you, know, you know the assumption is that people couldn't help themselves until yes. until the church we were all victims and if that is your fear you have to be very careful and you should only work with spirits that you feel safe with. Because a lot of them, you know, as with the Morgan, as you were saying, mm -hmm. some of them, you know, in their grandeur, they can be very scary. Oh, yes. And, you know, kind of talking a little bit more about the Morgan, this interaction with her, for years I feared her because I was told I needed to fear her by other people who were... Yeah thought that they were they were gatekeepers Let, let's just be honest um <laughs> i you know they, they were they were trying to gatekeep the morgan and her power from me and it, you know the morgan and i had a lot of meditations about it and i'm like you know you scare the crap out of me like how can we you know i move past this and she's like you have to learn to let go of the fear and i'm like what does that mean and it took me a long time to figure it out but now, fast forward several years later, she and I have a very, very open relationship with each other. There is no more fear. There is definitely respect. I know that, you know, she can still basically kick my ass if I need it. Well, but, but I mean, she, but she has to. Yeah, she, she but I mean, won't. she has to have the capacity, even if she doesn't, mm -hmm. because how can she help? 
if yes. she doesn't have that kind of power. Yes. Uh, I mean, what, what you're describing is a very healthy relationship mm -hmm. with the spirit because you should be able to ask those questions and to have that dialogue. And they know, in my experience, they, they know we're afraid anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's sort of no point going, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. They know. Um, in the way, you know, I, I have lived with cats who always sit on the lap. They always jump on the lap of the person who is afraid of them. <laughs> I find and, that cats I mean, try to break everybody's fear down. They're like, you're not going to be afraid of me. Well, watch. I don't Just know. Watch this. I think so, I, I, some of my cats, I think we're having a good time with it. You know, it, it amused them. Um, you know, we, we could we could discuss their motivations. That's a whole other thing. But they were so precise. They knew. They knew who was afraid. And I think if a cat, if an ordinary house cat can do that, think about what a spirit can do. If you're afraid, and you may find yourself in life, there are spirits who are specialists. Mm -hmm. are spirits who specialize in bestowing a certain type of a blessing or healing a certain kind of an illness physical or spiritual or psychic and maybe you need to work with the spirit or you feel you need to work with the spirit and you're afraid i find that i mean i, I mean that's where i start you know here i am and mm -hmm. I, i'm afraid but i i i, I would like to Yes. No. So um, as we kind of wrap up our conversation, there's I have one final question and then we'll talk more about where people can get in contact with your books and everything else. Sure. But my final question talking about spirits is what are your thoughts on I actually was asked this just the other day about um, somebody who has had a spirit that they feel is no longer one of their prominent spirits so they were a devotee of a specific spirit and uh they feel like that spirit is not really around as much uh what are your thoughts on that well i mean it, it could be true you know they might not be i mean whether the spirit is not around or because perhaps you know there are people I love, human beings I loved very much in my life, mm -hmm. and I had these intense relationships, and then they were over. Yep. And sometimes that made me very sad, and sometimes, yeah, you know, it was time for it to be over, or the situation changed, I changed, or they changed, or you know. So it, it is not dissimilar. This is what I mean about considering spirits like their reality not some very very far off authority mm -hmm. that is you know will punish you all the time <laughs> um yes <laughs> i i think that there are different ways of approaching this mm -hmm. depending on the circumstances and the spirit i mean sometimes nothing sometimes it just is what it is um but sometimes it feels unresolved or you you need some sort of closure mm -hmm. And then you have to ask yourself, is this really over or is this possible? Is it possible that in a couple of years I would want to rekindle this? And there are ways of attempting to rekindle um, a relationship. You, you know, so, you know, do I, do I want to, you know, essentially do I want to burn this bridge? Because if you, if it's, if it's definitely over, then I would have a small ceremony. Uh, I'd maybe do a final offering um, and I'd have a talk in, in the same way you were describing talking to the Morgan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, I would say, thank you. You know, you always be respectful, yes. always be respectful. They have more power than we do. Always be respectful. <laughs> so, you know, thank you. I would express gratitude for um, favors received or, or just being in the presence or, you know, having them in your life and, you could say something to the effect, you know, wh whatever is true, whatever is real, you know, I feel this, you know, I feel that you have departed from my life, or I feel the relationship is over, or thank you so much. I, you know, our, our relation, you know, maybe you want to end the relationship, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, say it politely and nicely, offer them a little something, you know, you know, this is the last candle I'm going to burn for you. But so then the question becomes, 
you know, is it over? Because if they're just like, I don't know, out of town for a couple of weeks and not really there, mm-hmm. but they haven't let go of you, you know, it's mutual. Yes. If, if they haven't let go of you, then whatever, if, if you were this final, then whatever, you know, let's just say you, you were healing something and now it's healed and they scare you a little bit and you don't want them in your life. <laughs> I don't know if I would end it. I don't know if I would end it like that because their way of, if they want to come back in your life, it is to bring back the need, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, oh, you know, you, you think this is over, but in <laughs> fact, your, your healing issue has now revived itself. So, um, y- you know, but I, I, I might just, I, I like leaving doors open. I am yes. not a bridge burner. Um, you know, I occasionally speak to my ex-husband, <laughs> who just who doesn't deserve it. But I occasionally, you know, I, I, I in 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 bad moments, I have occasionally been nice to him. You know, so I, I I am not a bridge burner, and I just think that you know. But but if you are a bridge burner, then do it politely and nicely, and then dismantle the you know, let it be there for a little bit. If you have an altar, dismantle it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know depending what you have on the altar maybe you want to give the statue to someone else you know i would always be respectful i wouldn't throw it in the garbage Mm -hmm. you know i might sell it i might give it to someone i might put it in the closet in a nice box i might bury it although that's a a thing but yeah that becomes a thing as well (laughs) that's a thing yeah i mean you you have to look at yourself your people's situations are unique Mm -hmm. and you have to find out what works for you not try to squeeze yourself i mean that's it is really nice that we have all this information online Mm -hmm. but we don't actually know who's writing it people present themselves as authorities we don't actually know that you know people lie about their you know people lie about their um resume when they go for jobs yeah you know every, it's true every, every once in a while we discover that a pharmacist or a physician oh you know they didn't actually you know they don't actually have that degree <laughs> they um, didn't actually go to medical school <laughs> right <laughs> oh yeah that that's a whole so, mess I mean, in itself <laughs> you know, i mean if it happens on that level why shouldn't it be someone i mean i've got an instagram scammer right now like looking you know trying to like get people i have never like offered to read for someone mm-hmm. or if i have i didn't i didn't ask for money right I, I have once or twice in my life because i saw a need but I, I actually did it for like free so i mean t- people who like reach into your life and like try to extract money from you you don't know who they are and so a lot of the advice on the internet may or may not it may not be advice even if they're very sincere even if it is a knowledgeable and sincere person, they are talking about their experience. And it may not be, you know, don't, don't squeeze yourself into somebody else's box. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the um, kind of wrapping up the, the topic of uh, the spirits who may not want or may seem like they're distant. The other thing, too, is there may be a new spirit that's moving in to help you work through right. something. And your right. main spirit has just like said, I'm going to take a back seat for right now. I'm still here. Right. But I'm taking a back seat because I can't help you with this problem. This is not my right. area of expertise. This is theirs. They're going to right. fix this, but I'm still here. We're still we're still kin. It's cool. Right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so sometimes it's not about the old one. Mm-hmm. It's about looking for a new one. Yes. Or seeing who else is there. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting experience, and we could talk probably for days and days and days about that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But we are actually at the top of our hour, which went ah. by so fast, uh, yeah. but in the best Thank of you. ways. That was, that was fun. <laughs> uh, so, Judica, where can people go to get in contact with you? Where can they follow you on social media? Uh, obviously, I... talk about your books if you'd like to promote. Tell everyone about you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I am so I, I'm a mess right now. My website needs to be fixed. I if you go to it, I think it, I people tell me you can still it, it kind of works, but it needs to be rebuilt and that's in the process, but it's not happening this week. Um, <laughs> I am on Facebook, I am on Twitter, I am on Instagram. Watch out for the scammers. 
uh, my name is, you know, you, if you see too many dashes in a, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it may or may not be real. Um, but I am all those places. I have an author page and a personal page on Facebook. And I have, I actually have two, two pretty new books. I have my first book of original material in about 10 years, a book called Daily Magic, which has this, it's a hardcover with a very beautiful blue shiny cover. Mm-hmm. And it is a perpetual calendar, meaning that you don't have to buy a new one every year. It's, it's you know, you can give this to your grandchildren, January 1st till December 31st. And it explores the magic in every day. Um, and that came out just a couple months ago. And we also have an, I, you know, it, it's really an honor. Wiser Books has, has a series of Wiser Classics. Mm-hmm. And they chose my book, Pure Magic, to be among those, cl- those classics, which is amazing to me because when I wrote that book, you know, I use my real name on my books. That, that is actually my name mm-hmm. because, um, which is not true for a lot of metaphysical authors. They, they use, you know, nom de plumes or, you know, aliases. I didn't think anybody was ever going to read it. So it was not a problem for me to use my real name. Um, and yet, and now all these years later, it's a wiser classic and that's kind of a mind-blowing thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I recorded the audio book for it, which was, they don't, often let authors record their own audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And so that was a mind-blowing thing um, for a little girl who, you know, took a long time to master the English language. So that was mind-blowing. And and I, I hope that my, my books bring people, you know, joy and blessings. I would say as somebody who owns a lot of your books, that is very true. You're actually one of the few authors that when I see one of your books come out, I'm like, I need to pick up a copy of that. And I do every time. And there's a lot of, you know, witchcraft authors that I say that about too. And their books go on my wish list and I forget about them. Sorry to all the ones that I've forgotten. I'll get to you eventually, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> but, you know, this Thank is you. such a wonderful experience. And the other thing too is Pure Magic, Um, even though it is a newer uh edition of a, a your first book the cover is gorgeous oh my god isn't the cover gorgeous it, it is so gorgeous and it's, oh, it really it's so doesn't beautiful. bite you in like yeah. uh, as somebody who is a huge fan of the book practical magic and the movie as well uh yes. it that's what it reminds me of it reminds oh, me of practical magic which is I, so I exciting <laughs> I, I have been so lucky with all my covers and this one is just so exceptionally beautiful and if you look at it from different angles the color shifts mm-hmm. it's just it's it's so gorgeous um no I, I i can't i did not design the cover i am the lucky <laughs> you know the lucky you know i i reap the benefits of, of an amazing book designer uh, book cover designer but it it's it's really it's gorgeous it absolutely is very gorgeous. Well, this has been an absolute wonderful conversation. I will definitely have to have you come back by to I would continue love to. telling me Thank all you, these Brittany. great stories. It was stories. so much fun. so interesting. Thank you. <laughs> this has been such a wonderful experience. Everybody, there will be tons of links in the show notes. Please go buy any of Judica's books. In fact, if you can get them, buy them all. But obviously, <laughs> you know, in this crazy world, if you can only buy one, uh, Pure Magic is the newest one that has just came out. It is a wonderful book to pick up. I am still working my way through it, but it is a gorgeous, gorgeous book with tons of information. If you are also a fan of Matt Arn, he did the foreword of this book and it is wonderful. So go check out all of Judica's works. There'll be all sorts of links where you can get in contact with her on social media, follow her and all that great stuff. So once again, Judica, thank you. And everybody stay safe, take care of yourselves, be kind to each other and be kind to yourselves. We'll talk to you all very soon. Bye-bye.